good day and welcome to What's Happening MoCo, a podcast from your award-winning government television station, County Cable Montgomery. Now, here's your host, Derek Kenny. Good day and welcome to What's Happening MoCo. Today's episode, we address a modern dynamic that's affecting many of our young people in the county and throughout the country and perhaps the world. There's an article recently on NBC News' website in which a parent was dealing with a child that had a mental health crisis due to the dynamics of COVID-19, the restrictions and the pressures of remote learning. Today, we have a special guest, Sarah Rose from the Department of Health and Human Services from Montgomery County, Maryland. She's a supervisory therapist and she'll be helped provide some insight into what some children are dealing with in ways that we can diagnose, not necessarily diagnose, but find out what the red flags are and how to deal with mental health crises for our children. Sarah, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. And I'm, thank you for coming today. And, and that article was just published yesterday. And I think it's a story that many parents can relate to as many children are dealing with this I want to say new normal, even as we get ready for schools to open back up in Montgomery County, Maryland. But before we start talking about the children and what they're dealing with, let's talk about you. Um, What does a supervisory therapist do? Uh, How long have you been doing this? And what services does your organization provide for the county? Sure, great. Thanks for having me. Um, First and foremost, I appreciate the opportunity to share information. Um, So yeah, I'm a supervisory therapist. I'm a licensed clinical uh, professional counselor. I'm an LCPC in the state of Maryland. Um, So I'm a licensed therapist. And I've been working in the field of substance use counseling and mental health treatment for the past decade plus. Um, and running programs, supervising programs um, that provide treatment. Um, I've been with a county in my current position for uh, about three years, a little over three years. And uh, the program that I supervise is called SASCA. It stands for Screening and Assessment Services for Children and Adolescents. And we provide free uh, and confidential mental health and substance use screenings uh, by licensed clinicians, and then we make recommendations and referrals for mental health and substance use treatment and uh, support services. Wow. Okay. Now, in your experience, what what are young people dealing with in terms of mental health uh, with the COVID-19? What is your office seeing? Yeah, it's it's, um, been across the board, just so many extra pressures and stresses on everybody. And, you know, we all feel it, um, you know, parents, professionals, adults, and especially kids, you know, teenagers and children don't have access to the same um, supports and, and, you know, endless, uh, you know, information and resources that adults tend to have. And, um, you know, Teenagers, as we all know, one of the most important aspects developmentally for them is staying connected to their friends. And a lot of that has been disrupted through this past year um, during the pandemic. And it's having a a very significant impact on their mental health, 
We're seeing, you know, teenagers are using more substances to cope with the isolation. Um, mental health has been negatively impacted, you know, increased rates of depression and anxiety um, and, and boredom, you know, just feeling disconnected and isolated. It's, it, you know, has, has a lot of negative impacts. Now, when you say negative impacts, uh, what you mentioned some of the ways that it's manifesting, what are the red flags that parents can look for in their children that might be indicating that their child is having issues or crisis? Yes. So a couple of the big red flags to keep an eye on um, for, for teenagers is an increase in isolation. Um, and again, this is difficult during a pandemic because kind of by nature, we've needed to, to be isolated from people. Um, but big shifts in mood. Um, you know, when, when teenagers are not connecting with any friends, even in a virtual platform, um, if they are, you know, staying in their room and isolating, not talking with the family, not talking about feelings, not, you know, just not connecting at all with the family, if that had been kind of a typical behavior previously. Um, other red flags are, you know, big changes in grades or school performance. Um, you know, if there's uh, a young person who previously had been doing really well in school and was getting great grades, and then all of a sudden they stop attending or they don't log in to virtual learning at all anymore. Um, you know, those can be some some red flags that that there's something going on. There's also you know big shifts in eating or sleeping patterns. The big thing to to keep an eye on is just kind of sudden shifts in behaviors and, um, you know, and, and that it's an ongoing problem. You know, you don't want to wait too long if you're seeing big negative shifts. Now, what if there is an issue, if we, we have the red flags, we know that we recognize that something is going on with our child, what can your department do to assist them? And what should be the first step in the action taken by parents? So if parents are concerned about their child's mental health or substance using behavior, I'd encourage them to get connected to treatment sooner rather than later. Um, if the person has private insurance, um, there are, you know, oftentimes on the back of the insurance card, there's a phone number for behavioral health services. The parents can get a list of covered therapy, therapy providers and, um, and to call and get get an assessment as soon as possible. If parents are not sure where to turn and they are thinking, you know, my my kid probably needs some help, SASCA is a resource that is free and available. Um, you know, we can be reached at 240-777-1430. And, you know, we can do a virtual assessment and talk with the parents um, and, and the young person about presenting symptoms and concerns and kind of help them walk through the, the process of how to get connected to, to treatment. Now, if there is an emergency, if there's a crisis, if there's a mental health crisis, such as if the young person, um, you know, and this is for adults as well, if, if somebody's experiencing suicidal um, ideations, if they're experiencing a plan, um, the crisis center is a great resource. 
And um, that phone number is 240-777-4000. They can do, you know, they can, they have a mobile crisis team that can come out and do an in-person assessment. Um, And there's also walk-in availability at their office in Rockville. So if there's a, a crisis, you know, if there's an urgent mental health concern, crisis center is the best place to go or the nearest emergency room. You mentioned earlier that there's a number for your organization and I did not place that on the screen. However, I think it bears sharing one more time a bit slower so that everyone can get that. And then also let people know what will happen when they make that phone call. Great, yes, so Saska's phone number is 240-777-1430. If if somebody doesn't pick up immediately, just leave a message and um, the admin person will contact you to schedule a virtual appointment. We have a team of therapists who have, um, you know, been working in the field for for many many years, and they are able to do an assessment um, with the parent and their their teenager, um, and and you know we look at what's happening, you know, kind of overall functioning, what are concerns, presenting symptoms. We'll do a you know it's a brief screening, um, and then depending on the outcome, then we'll make clinically appropriate recommendations for for further action. All right. Now, we've talked about what to do um, to assess your child, to find out if they have red flags, how to identify those red flags. We've talked about what to do in terms of contacting the proper resources if we find that we are near a crisis or having a crisis. What are some of the proactive things that parents can do just to keep their kids mentally healthy or as healthy as possible in light of the current situation? Great question. Um, so one of the biggest pieces um, you know, that, that really has been disrupted through this pandemic has been that social connection and social network aspect of, of our lives. And again, teenagers, this is, this is, so critically important for them, um, you know, but so for parents to be checking in with their with their teenagers, talk with them, you know, even if they're a little grumpy sometimes, <laughs> you know, checking in, asking the real questions, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, you know, how are you handling this? Um, you know, and, and also having kids, you know, teenagers being able to connect with their friends and in whichever way that makes the most sense for her families. Um, you know, if it's exclusively virtual, if it is, um, you know, a small group, like a pod type um, setup, if it is, you know, a couple close neighbors, however the families are comfortable and however, um, you know, is feels safe for people. But to have a connection, have having that social um, outlet, you know, um, I, I'd also say for, for, you know, people to, to look at, you know, kind of decreasing, lowering their expectations for how things should be, you know, a lot of times we should ourselves and it causes all sorts of pain and frustration and stress. Um, so lowering some, some of the expectations, increasing acceptance, um, you know, as schools are starting to, to, 
return to in-person learning, um, you know, there's still a lot of unknowns out there. We don't know exactly how things are going to to be. Look, you know, the predictability of things has has decreased dramatically over this past year. Um, and fun, you know, I'd say the other the other piece of it too is is making sure that that we're having fun um, with our families. We're having fun um, things to do. Um, you know, moments of joy, you know, and however that looks for, for each individual, because it's going to vary, right? Some people are into exercising a whole lot, you know, or, or enjoying some, some chocolate or, (laughs) um, you know, meditation, deep breathing, relax. There's so many different relaxation and coping strategies, but making sure that, you know, people are utilizing what feels good for them. Well, awesome. It's great that you mentioned fun because after this, we have a bit of a fun activity for families, a scavenger hunt put on by the Department of Environmental Protection of Montgomery County, Maryland. So we'll be talking to Larissa Johnson about that, an activity that families can do while social distancing, social distancing. But before we go to Larissa, share, do you have anything else that you'd like to share? Just anything that, um, as you've seen like the current dynamics or that you found to be things that people should know about, but may not know to ask the right question. Well, one of the resources that, um, that is one of, you know, near and dear to my heart, there's a website called be the one.org. So it's B T H E O N E.org. And this is a website that is all about suicide and addiction prevention. The be the one.org is a resource for young people, particularly, but it's for parents as well. Um, if there's any concerns about a loved one who has um, addiction or suicide, um, you know, concerns, then there are steps on how to keep people safe and what to do and how to um, get people connected um, to, to look out for them. Oh, wow. This is, this is amazing. And it's interactive. Yes, it is. Yeah. So if you click on the exactly. So there's, you know, there's a lot of information here and it's and it's written from the youth's perspective. You know, this um, young man rewrote you know, everything and using real language from, from a young person, because sometimes, you know, as adults, we, you know, have a lot of mumbo jumbo, but (laughs) (laughs) this is written from a young person to young people, Um, you know, and, and it's, has great information about, about how to help people. Fantastic. Fantastic. What a hidden gem. Thank you so much for sharing that resource. I'm excited to have that. And I'm excited to have you here. And hopefully uh, once we get things uh, back rolling uh, this year and things start opening up, perhaps you'll come back and we'll do a uh, loop back around and we'll see where we are and what your experience have been since schools opened back up. That would be phenomenal. I would be more than happy to. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. We just talked to Sarah Rose and we appreciate all the good work she's doing with helping youth with mental issues. But now we're gonna talk about something else that can help our youth find things to do. 
Something fun, something family-oriented, somewhat of a hunt. Larissa Johnson is the manager of Resident Energy for the Department of Environmental Protection, and she's here to tell us about a fun and innovative new scavenger hunt for residents of Montgomery County, Maryland. Larissa, how are you today? Good, how are you? Thank you so very much for having me. Thank you for coming again and for bringing your energy and for sharing information about the scavenger hunt. Now, I know that we've heard about scavenger hunts in the past, and now with COVID-19, not sure how many things there are to do, but how, how does the scavenger hunt work and what brought about the idea of having a scavenger hunt? Sure. So ever since 1992, every October is called Energy Action Month or Energy Awareness Month. So for the last five years here in Montgomery County, I have made sure that we have done something really fun during Energy Action Month. But in 2020, things changed pretty drastically and we weren't able to meet all together. So I decided to work with all of the different partners that that Montgomery Energy Connection has throughout the county and highlight what they're doing around energy efficiency and water conservation. So there are over 60 partners who have signed up at various locations throughout the county. So that's what makes this an energy scavenger hunt. You have to go look and find out who these partners are. Wow, are there, are there clues to who these partners might be? How do we even get started? Oh, there's so many clues. There's actually a website, Montgomery Energy, uh, sorry, it's migrainemontgomery.org slash 2020 slash energy scavenger hunt. Now, the other thing I was trying to tell you about is the website montgomeryenergyconnection.org. And that's our, your, actually, the people listening to this and watching this, that's your link to energy savings. So that website, Montgomery Energy Connection, will answer all energy questions you have. So you want to go there for that. But for the scavenger hunt, you want to go to migreenmontgomery.org slash 2020 slash energy scavenger hunt. And that's where you're going to find out about all the locations. And so what we've done with these 60 partners is we have grouped them into circuits. So right now there are five circuits available. All you have to do, well, we would love for you to visit all 60 partners and find out how they are energy efficient and conserving water. But in order to become a circuit breaker, all you need to do is visit five locations within a circuit and then you let us know and the way it works is these are physical signs at each of the locations the one thing is all the locations differ depending on the partner that we're working with so you may have to go look around the grounds of certain locations to find that sign i mean we're not going to give you the geo location it's not geocaching that would be super easy this is a scavenger hunt so you do have to look a little bit for the signs very cool very cool so you did this you're doing the scavenger hunt and it starts it started when did it start october 2020 okay and how long do families and friends and people have to gather their their scavenger hunt items? Sure. So the way that it works is, is, like I said, it's a physical sign and there's a QR code. 
or you could text a specific code to a number. So you can do it one of two ways. And you have until October 31st of 2021 oh. to go become a circuit breaker. Yeah. And sneak peek, we're maybe definitely going to be adding another circuit in April during Earth Month. So be on the lookout for that too. So you're challenging residents to be circuit breakers, pun intended, while they're learning more about energy conservation and water conservation and being responsible, ecologically responsible citizens or residents. And what else can we look forward to from the Department of Environmental Protection coming up this year? Oh my goodness. All right. So the other thing that we launched in October was a plogging challenge. So that's another way to get out and into the environment. So especially because of everything that Sarah talked about, we know how important it is for kids to get outside, to be outside in nature, all of the benefits of oxygen and trees. We know all of that. So plogging is just a fun way to say picking up trash while you're walking or jogging or riding your bike or walking your dog. All you do is you bring a bag with you and gloves hopefully or you have those trash picker uppers and you just pick up trash when you're in your neighborhood or at a park or a community garden wherever you are you're picking up trash so that's called plogging and that will be happening all throughout the spring as well to give you an opportunity to get outside and to help clean up the watershed in your area we have the scavenger hunt, which again talks to you about all the different ways that partners around the around the county are using less water and less electricity. And the beautiful thing about those signs is that there's connections to how you can use less electricity and less water in your homes. How cool is that? So there's a direct connection. And then what else are we doing? Oh my goodness, we're doing so many things. We are still doing LEDs and libations and celebrating uh February and things like that. So go to MontgomeryEnergyConnection.org and you can find out what other events we are doing. Now, any of our outdoor events are always going to be socially distanced and following the county, um, the county rules and regulations for for gathering. So just be aware of that. Always wear your masks and wash your hands. All right. So if I wanted to have some fun while also helping the environment. While uh -huh. also getting out of the house, socially distanced, wearing my mask, then uh -huh. I can play the scavenger hunt. I could be a circuit breaker. Yes. And I could also be a plog a plogger. And that's, you could plog. You could plog yeah, while you could... you're doing it. You could just do all these things that will help the environment, but also a form of family fun that's responsible in helping the Montgomery County environment. Larissa Johnson, thank you so much once again for bringing such fun things for residents to do while also being energy efficient, energy conscious and environmentally responsible. All right. So yes. <laughs> yes. thank you again for being here. <laughs> and thank you to those of you that are out there and watching. We hope that you will participate in the Devo Department of Environmental Protections Energy scavenger hunt. <laughs> be a circuit breaker. Be a circuit breaker. Be a circuit breaker. And also be a person that asks the question, what's happening, Moco? Because you deserve the answers. Thanks for listening. And please subscribe.